Hello, Literally Same Girlies. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a good episode for you today. Today we're talking about conquering loneliness and uncomfortable feelings and we get all into that and the different stages of loneliness throughout life and how we get through them. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Little girl squirrels. Little girl squirrels. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Doing good. I have been waiting for the pod so I can tell you about my freaking trip. Yes. yes. I want to hear. Let's hear. Let me just tell you, I went to the land of Emily Kaiser and Avery Woods. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We were in Phoenix and like Scottsdale area. So nice. So nice. And did you get the La Grande no. coffee shop? No. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah it's something like, like that. La, La Grande. Grande yeah, La Grande Orange Grocery Shop or something. Okay. And I was going to, but we didn't have a car. Oh. So I was like, we were Ubering everywhere and it was just like adding up. So I was like, I'm not going to Uber there <laughs> to go get a coffee. But the flight was so nice. It was only, it was literally, we were probably in the air for like 20 minutes. Isn't that the best? Yes. It's so fast. I love a fast flight. I know. And then I, I honest, I was literally praying the entire oh, hour flight. Yes. <laughs> But it was not bad. So and then when I feel like once flying becomes easier, you're like, this is so, or once flying becomes not scary, yes. it becomes easier. You're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this is nice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, because the listeners, I texted obviously the girls because I was so scared for the flight and anxious. And um, honestly, after the second, like the flight home, the second flight, I felt like, oh my, okay, this is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Not as bad. But I think, so doing it more often, I, I, I definitely think will break me of that anxiety. Because I was watching like every two, probably less than this, probably every minute, a plane just flying in the air on the yes. runway. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's thousands so of them. Yeah, just flying every day, all day. So I was like, okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's really going to be okay. But Phoenix and Scottsdale, they're just, it's such a beautiful area. It kind of feels like Bakersfield, but more elevated. Like, it has really good shopping. And Especially Scottsdale. Scottsdale yes. so nice. Oh, my gosh. It was so nice. And we went, I went to the mall, like, where Emily shops, like, where the Nordstrom is and all that. Oh, so yeah. nice. And it was just a good time. How fun, Natty girl. That is so fun. Where are we flying to next? I know. I actually think I really want to go to Nashville next. Fun. Nashville was fun. Yes. I'd like to go there. Trent has family there. Oh, perf. So I really want to. I want to go there next. The land of Cecily Bachman. The land of Cecily Bachman. Yes. (laughs) I'm just going to fly where the influencers are. Literally. (laughs) That's funny. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yes. And the wedding was nice. It was so nice. Yeah, I was like in a desert botanical garden. Ooh, pretty. It was so cute. That sounds beautiful. It was. It was very nice. Fun. Very yeah. nice. Um, I have a favorite. Tell us. Speaking of Cecily Bachman, her sister-in-law, Samantha Bachman, 
a TikToker. I, I feel like my a lot of my favorites are TikTokers. Mm-hmm. But I've been really enjoying her videos lately. She's just a lot of fun. And she does like cutesy recipe party videos. Do either of you guys follow her? No. I follow her, but I don't see her recipes that much. But that's like what she got famous for, right? Yeah, she does. And mm. then she'll do like, she does a lot of themed things. So like, oh, cute. Like her videos recently have been like Super Bowl themed cocktails or whatever. Oh, that's really yeah, cute. Yeah, so it's just like fun. You get fun ideas. And she's just fun. Fun yeah. to watch. She yeah, she fun. is fun. And I like her nails that she does a lot. Oh, like, I haven't seen... She'll post her nails that she did because her nail lady comes to her house. Oh, yeah. And she does like cute. Like, she has really good stuff. Des- yeah. Good taste. Nail yes. taste. Yeah. I don't follow her. I need to follow her, though. I didn't... I. I just haven't. I kind of forgot to. I feel yeah. like I follow her because I see her all the time on Cecily's page, yes. but I need to actually follow her. Isn't it wild how many, how much content there is to consume out there? Crazy. I honestly was thinking, I actually had like the actual thought, like this is getting overwhelming the yeah. other day. Oh yeah. Shows, books, everything. TikTokers. Yeah. YouTube. Like there's so many things that I'm like, I want to read this. I want to watch this. I want to watch this. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, where do you start? Outside of social media, mm-hmm. podcasts. Yes. Every time mm-hmm. I get in the car, I'm torn on what I'm going to listen to. <laughs> yes. You know, what like, content music, am I going to consume? Podcasts. There's like thousands, 30 millions. podcasts that I would like to listen to. Yeah. I used to be like die hard on my um, murder with my husband podcasts every week. And I've been behind weeks because I've just gotten into a lot of other podcasts now. Yeah. That I'm like, it's hard to decide which one to listen to. Yep. Today, I started listening to Avery Woods. Woods podcast. Thoughts? I listened to, actually, I started it yesterday. Cecily's. Love. Such a sweet episode. What were your thoughts? Did you... Like about what I said last week. Did you get the same vibes or similar vibes? I got what you said. I didn't think it was like too bad, but I definitely think she did not know what to say. I think it was more like she felt awkward. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't think it was mean. I think she was just like No, I agree. I don't think there was Mm -hmm. any ill intent. So listeners, to catch you up on what we were talking about, we were saying how sometimes someone who's not a Christian and when they're talking to a Christian and they're expressing their values, like maybe it's like waiting, waiting till marriage to have sex. I feel like that's a big one. Yes. That a lot of the times the person on the receiving end that doesn't share the same values will feel they like don't know how to respond. Right. And it just, the conversation gets awkward. And so, and it's like not, not anything bad at all. And I like literally don't blame anybody because yeah. especially if it's such a foreign concept, but mm-hmm. we are just saying how that sometimes it can come across as like, what was the word you used? Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, like patronizing. Yes. yes. Patronizing. That was be like, the word. Oh, that's so like, sweet. That's so, so cute. Sweet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And honest, and honest, Cecily was very like, outspoken about her beliefs Mm -hmm. in the podcast episode like you could tell she was totally like this is what i believe like was not mincing words at all no Mm -hmm. so i could i could see how avery would be kind of like okay how do i like respond to Mm -hmm. this you know and like i have been in that position before where somebody's like saying something and it like when you don't agree 
It is yeah, hard to it know is what hard to, to, say. Know to say. It, yeah, totally. Especially when you're not like wanting to debate about it. Like mm-hmm. I'll have people like in my chair, you know, talking about their life and I'm not going to be like, no, you're wrong. you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. So it's hard to like normally in a conversation with people, you're usually like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but if it's something that you like, you're about, you know, you don't want to agree with. It's very weird. Like, okay, yeah. what do I say? Cause I'm not going to like also imprint my opinion on you right but like how you know how much you're also not gonna sit there and deny and what you believe exactly like fakely agree with you so that's a good point it's like kind of ox like uh yeah cool crazy (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i did love the interview though yes it was such a sweet it was fun learning about her life Mm -hmm. and i've heard her story about her son like both times she put it on tiktok oh my god but i was crying in the car i was like trying to hold my tears in because i was like i'm not gonna be able to see like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know i was listening to it at the gym and i had to like turn it off because i was like i'm not about to cry here at the gym Mm -hmm. yeah that story is heartbreaking I just couldn't imagine. Oh my gosh. And you know what's interesting about it too is like for backstory, if you haven't heard Cecily Bachman's story about her son, he was like three and a half and he was hit um, by a truck at like a work day type thing. And it was like a family friend that hit their son, obviously totally on accident. Ran over. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't just like hit. It was like he was little and he didn't see him and yeah, he ran over. Think about it. And he was in the ICU and stuff and it was bad. But um, people are always like, what about the guy? Like, did you guys press charges or blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, not at all. Like, we supported him through it too. Like, he was there through the whole process. Like, we never thought any of that. And I think a lot of people don't understand that mindset. But that is like truly Jesus has like transformed your mind and heart to like Mm -hmm. have that kind of response. Because like the world would respond completely different. We're pressing charges. Yeah. Yeah, And she was like, it was just an honest to God mistake. Like it could have been any of us. And that is so true because you like there are terrible stories of parents like running over their own children on accident. Mm -hmm. And so like i just feel like it's easy to want to blame someone but like some things in life are just truly accidents and that person already feels oh my god could yeah, you they imagine have to live with to it. their stomach yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so, so sad I, I like obviously like her stance on that and like how she's like people are so shocked by it i'm like that's kind of cool for people to see yeah, yeah totally agree I do have a quick fave. <laughs> I had to see what I looked like real fast. <laughs> Allie has on a, a um, headache cap. Yeah. I started to get a headache right before we started recording, and Nat was like, here's my headache cap, and I look like a dweeb. That's <laughs> <laughs> cute. Just, is it helping you? It really is. Oh, thank God. Like, I don't want to take it off, so I'm going to leave it. Don't do it, girl. <laughs> I have a favorite, and it it's, the, it's probably going to be old news when this episode comes out, but when how demi lovato sang the heart attack song about that so many times because i keep seeing it (laughs) so demi lovato it was like a heart attack association like some kind of thing where all these people in the room had had heart heart attacks or heart disease yeah (laughs) yeah it was like like a heart like a heart attack awareness yes. conference basically and she literally sang the song with the lyrics i think i'm gonna have a heart attack 
Did you see the clips of um, the toast? Do you guys know the toast podcast? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it on their podcast too. And uh, Jackie, she counted. She was like, she says, I, I'm going to have a heart attack eight times just in the closing, <laughs> like the last like 10 seconds of the song. Do you so think that iconic. she chose that on purpose? Because you how have could to. that be an oversight? You would absolutely well, have to. that's what they were saying. They were like, it's almost like an elephant in the room if she didn't sing that song. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, like, oh, God. Everyone was saying, though, that they that in the comments that she should have sang her song, Give Your Heart a Break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would actually have been way better. Why does Don't you she think? have so many songs related to hearts? Dude, like Demi Lovato. Actual hearts. Like, I, my heart hurts for her. Like, I pray for her because Aww. she doesn't know what's going no, on. No, she does not. And Bless her heart. And she, like, has had a relationship with the Lord, so she, like, knows. Like, mm-hmm. But anyway. Demi. I know. I feel bad for her, too. After watching her... Um, oh, yeah, the documentary. Yes. Ugh. That, that was crushing. it was so good and then like since then she's like relapsed and stuff right yeah. yeah like she just seems lost poor girl yeah very sad um i had a thought what was it oh my oh breaking news it won't be breaking by the time this comes out but oh. um taylor swift's no! new album oh, yes too. i completely forgot the tortured poets department i cannot remember the name of it i keep wanting to say the tortured poet society me too me too because the movie it's department because i know it's ttpd people have been already okay saying ttpd yep and i'm was honestly a little bumped i'm excited for new taylor but i yes i am a reputation girly through and through Mm -hmm. so i'm just dying for the reputation vault tracks yes me too so but can't even imagine and all the signs pointed to reputation maybe like every clue I think it's, might still be coming and yeah. i've heard theories that it's still gonna be coming that would not surprise me mm-hmm. because april 19th is far yeah it's like a few months away mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that sad. gnarly how um that's how much music taylor swift releases it's like that three months we're like we need more and <laughs> yeah then, like we're so used to her just spinning out it music to us. constantly oh it's insane i feel like it's gonna be a good album oh though. i listened because the rain you know i've all the way over here oh my I gosh was, do you hear the rain yeah mm-hmm. it's insane guys we're in full-blown atmospheric river mode <laughs> oh that is a s m freaking r <laughs> in the headphones they were like the biggest raindrops i've ever seen on my life like landing on my windshield they were like this big. it was like chick-fil-a ice coming from the sky literally the it was. hail grab a bucket <laughs> <laughs> sorry girls i was just enthralled yeah the weather here if you're not from california the rain is hitting us and you know how we are with rain we don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> i know and if you hear it in the background asmr vibes for you. Have you ever done that on um on your like AirPods or like on your Apple phone? Apple phone. <laughs> you can like go in your settings and make like light rain play in the background of your music? No. Shut your mouth. <gasps> you guys. What? I'll show you how afterwards. When you're listening to music, if you slide down your little menu, okay. And you press the ear guy, 
Press the ear guy. I don't even know. You have can the do ear background guy. sounds. There's oh, ear? is that what that is? Yes. I had no idea. Ocean, dark noise, rain. And to have the rain in the background of a of like a when you're in your genre. Your, your like, feels. <laughs> can I even say it's it just, I was like, oh it's an, uh, da, da, da. <laughs> it just um, adds to the vibe. Oh my gosh. Well it's that's glorious. funny because I will play baby lullaby music for Sevi and there's baby lullaby music with rain background oh it's like on spotify so, it tickles all my little asmr whatever those are wow. you know hmm. it's beautiful love it um i also have another thing about t-swizz which by the time this comes out we'll know the truth Ooh. but um wait will we yeah um there, I saw this podcast where this guy was like, I have the NFL script. I think I've seen, I think I know what you're talking about. Which all year, not all year, but all postseason, I've been on this kick of the NFL is scripted. Like, I really believe it. But um, he said the Chiefs are going to beat the Niners and Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Shut. Swift at the 50-yard line in front of everyone. That's what he says. I saved it so I could refer back to I it. I have full body chills. If that happens, that will be... It's 1,000%. It's scripted. But I think they're on to us, the NFL, because you, have you seen like that the logo of the Super Bowl every yes. year? They release it, and then it's always the colors, but mm-hmm. this year and it's it wasn't. Wrong, it was wrong. But it's because... They're on they to us. They know that we know. They yeah, know that like, we know. I'm off. Which I had seen a... Um, a little clip they put it out on the news on accident like the news in some state it wasn't here and it was like usher will perform at the super bowl number whatever um chiefs versus niners and it <gasps> was old oh uh, wait no 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 no. it said ravens versus niners so it was wrong oh it was wrong but it was like before but okay oh my gosh we're cracking the code in real time Maybe it was originally going to be the Ravens and the Niners, and that's why the logo was that. But then all the Chiefs stuff with Taylor Swift and they all this like, stuff, we they were like, we have to capitalize, capitalize on it, and yep. they changed it. I believe it, especially since she turned down the halftime show. They're like, we got to get her there somehow. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's got to be it. And then it'll like it'll like debunk, quote unquote, that it's scripted because right. people would be like, oh, it's supposed to be the Ravens and the Niners. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I feel like I don't think Travis and Taylor are going to get engaged. So they could be throwing that out there to really make us think like, oh, the scripted Mm -hmm. thing is so fake. Yeah, I don't think they'll get engaged either. I would be truly shook to my core if they got engaged. Me too. Because it just seems way too far-fetched. They're laying it on too thick. Mm -hmm. But on Danny Austin's podcast, she said that supposedly there's like inside information that he had started to get a engagement ring designed oh yes i did hear that so i don't know but i would be like i really don't think it will happen but i'd be shocked Mm -hmm. for sure i mean i hope it does i know i'd be so iconic but also it's like i feel like it might happen because taylor swift is not this and maybe it was because of joe who knows but I feel like she's never been this like uh maybe like affectionate with her significant other with any other one yeah she's always been pretty private so that kind of 
it kind of threw me off in the beginning. I was like, is this a PR stunt or is this real? I know a lot of people thought you know? it was PR. Mm-hmm. Even prior to Joe, I feel like she was pretty private. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe not because she would go on like talk shows and like talk about. Talk about the, her boyfriends. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Joe just seems like a big stinky. Do you think this <laughs> album's going to be about I'm, him? I think so. I think so. Okay. I am deep into all the Taylor Swift theories i'm clowning i'm delulu i think that i wait i think that they broke up before well well before midnight's come out but people are speculating that they broke up like two years ago shut up yeah that long ago i can't remember like the theories and the reasons why but i'm believing it i believe it too because midnight's very much seems like a breakup album to me Mm -hmm. and like i don't know why i just feel like her major major tour that she's on is like the perfect breakup like take advantage of it kind of thing yes well that's and that's what i heard someone say because uh, she released the track names mm-hmm. of her new CD and there's a song called I Can Do It With a Broken Heart and people were saying like oh, like her going on the Eras tour and mm-hmm. people think that she he didn't want her to go on that tour and she did and there she has a line in a song from an album and I can't remember what sh- song it, is, it even says but it's like he she says you wanted a bride but I wanted to make i wanted to like make my own name or something like mm. that oh yeah it's on yes. midnight yes yep see and yeah so, i think you're right they maybe maybe broke up over her her going her on the career. tour because mm-hmm. yeah. you know they planned those tours years in advance yeah oh yeah and so and he was just so like he just seems wanted so everything boring. private <laughs> so annoying and boring and even even that song the lakes Ugh, it sounds like love. they just kind of like he just wanted to like hide out and yeah. just like and that was from that's from folklore mm-hmm. yeah i listened which to it all i the way over here love that's true. that song too mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite songs ever of hers yeah. but like i just feel like that's his vibe and so i bet you're right mm-hmm. that she was like um i want to go on this tour and he's like Ugh, why can't you yeah. just and you're losing me have you guys listened yes. to yes. the lyrics of that one mm-hmm. it's just like one thousand percent oh it's about and, joe for sure and tolerate it what album is that on that's folklore no that's Evermore. Evermore. Yep. Yep. And that's a that song cuts. You guys know the uh, track five theory? No. About, so every Taylor Swift album, track number five is like the most like emotionally like charged song okay. on the album. And um, on the Tortured Poets, whatever, is the song is called like, what's their song about London? I'm butchering all London of this. London Boy? No, not London Boy. It's oh. called like London. I got to look it up so you guys get the full effect. Because yeah, it's, um, oh gosh, it's it's very, it's a big deal. Okay, also she has a song with Post Malone. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's called, track five is called So Long London. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I love this like inside Taylor information. Oh my gosh. It just thrills it me. It makes her music too so much more captivating and oh, meaningful. Yeah. And you know what? In the barbershop the other day, they were like, why is she so famous? Like what happened? When did she get so big? And you know what I was thinking? She honestly 
exploded on a nuclear level when she when people started realizing that she did easter eggs yes that's when yep. people got obsessed mm-hmm. because sure. they would look into every little thing and, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and yeah. like her music is like also a game yes. for people and she's always been that way like i remember with her very first album i you know because i had the actual literal cd and i remember decoding the message in the lyric book Mm -hmm. like did you guys ever do that Mm -hmm. i didn't it was like because she would cap all throughout the lyric book she would there would be words that were capitalized and so you'd pick out the capitalized letter and it would form like a sentence and it was like a like a behind the scene message about the song. Mm. And I did that for like her first like three or four albums or whatever albums she did it to. She eventually stopped doing it. But I was like, I was a decoder back Mm. then. Yes. (laughs) I feel like people really picked up on her like Easter eggs, maybe on like. I feel like it was style. I mean, not style. What's that album? Lover. 1989. 1989 yeah like in the music videos yes and stuff. because then you knew style was about harry style like once people yes. started figuring out who her songs were about then they kind of noticed more easter eggs and then it just like it went wild up. after yes. that mm-hmm. yeah also she has a track on this new album called love of my life but it's like l-o-l-l i hope there is at least one song about travis kelsey on this album she said she's been holding on to this album for two years. Dang it. But there, I say that because there's all the theories about Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, how they write songs to each other. Mm. And oh, and Harry it, Styles yes. has a song called Love of My Life. Yes. <gasps> I saw that. Yeah. I just love that. I know. <laughs> I know. Which I, I feel like Harry Styles low-key is the one that got away for her. Oh, yeah. Just based off of like the way she writes music about him. like um, And he, her. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that one song on the vault? What's he, her? I mean, he, like the way he keeps writing songs about her. (laughs) I was like, his pronouns? (laughs) Loki accurate though. I know. know. What? But anyway, if you're not a Swifty, sorry. Jump on the bandwagon. It's exciting. Um, I don't think I have any faves. I, I'm still on the Salt Lake City Real Housewives. Housewives. Yeah. That's about it. Love. Yeah, I have nothing new either. Just, you know, living the life. Living the life. Well, on today's episode, we're kind of talking a little bit about, I mean, this isn't going to be the whole episode topic, but we kind of wanted to discuss the feeling, the very common feeling of loneliness. And it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, Valentine's Day is around the corner. I think by the time this episode comes out, Valentine's Day will be already over. But I think we've all felt lonely at some point, whether it's in a relationship, maybe it's because we're single, maybe it's because of friendships, maybe there's all sorts of reasons. Or maybe you're in a new season of life and you're just kind of feeling, you know, alone in, in what you're going through. So we kind of just wanted to discuss that that feeling, that emotion. Yeah, I feel... So what originally prompted this thought for me was that, I don't know, I feel like in new motherhood, yeah, I have felt just like this weird sense of loneliness. And it feels weird to say because I can't exactly pinpoint where it comes from. Hmm. But I guess like... I don't know. I've thought about it a lot because it's not like anyone could necessarily do anything more 
It's not like I'm actually alone because I'm literally never alone. But I think it, a part of it kind of comes from like mourning my old self and like trying to figure out like what my life looks like now, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it's like, it's just kind of isolating because I, yeah. I guess I feel like I've lost my sense of self a mm. little bit which a lot of people say that happens to them. And for a long time, I don't really feel like, I say a long time, that's dramatic. For like the first six months after I had Sebi, I kind of remember thinking like, I don't really feel like my life changed that much. And in a lot of ways it didn't. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like now that I'm kind of getting deeper into it and it's like been a little bit longer, I do feel like I've lost a little bit of like who I am. Mm -hmm. And I've even like lost like I was just even praying this morning that like asking God to just like show me like what to do like with my life with work like with everything because I'm like not I'm like I don't know what my life is supposed to look like right now Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes that confusion or not having like a clear idea of like what you're supposed to be doing can like provoke a lonely feeling absolutely for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe it's just like a like a lack of confidence maybe i'm not really sure but um yeah that's just kind of what i what like provoked that like thought in me but it's been an interesting season of just kind of like learning my place i guess yeah and learning like how to be a mom and like what i i can see how you know you're a com- like it's like your whole life is completely different like changed and Mm -hmm. your identity is like you've added like a whole other side of you that you've never explored before like i don't know know mom Allie yet yes yeah that's like a really good way of putting it like i'm a little bit unsure of Mm -hmm. like who she is yeah you're like yeah it's you're like married Allie. i know Mm -hmm. single Allie. i know esthetician Allie. i know but mom Allie, like yeah i'm having to get to know this other side of me that's like a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great way of putting it. And I also feel like I've experienced like similar sentiments when even like I've talked, I think I might, may have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but it's kind of like before Gennaro and I had kids, like we had, we had this, like a, some friends who like had kids and we couldn't relate to them in mm-hmm. that area. So then right. you get excluded from like the hangouts with the kids, you For know, sure. because you're not quite there yet. But then it's like, you also have like this group of single friends and they exclude you because you guys are married. Right. And it's, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like it's, the sentiment can be related to like any season that you're in really. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I remember I totally felt that way. Like probably my loneliest when I wanted to be in a relationship so bad and like most of my best friends were so then like and it's nothing out of like malice but like when the couples hang out obviously you're not gonna go or be invited you know and that's nothing wrong but like to you you're like oh like if I'm left out yeah if only I had a boyfriend or whatever so it kind of like magnifies what you're already a little bit like upset about mm-hmm. or also like what you were saying I forget what you said but it made me think of when I 
this is like on a smaller scale, but when I went up to work at Hume for a summer, yeah, <clears throat> I remember like at first, like I thought I would make friends like literally the first day and it took me like a little bit about a week, I would say to like have like go to people that you would hang out with. And I remember being a little bit taken aback because I thought that I was so like confident and outgoing and I was like, oh, maybe I'm like a little more shy than I thought or you know like when you're like in a new environment and something new to you yeah it is like a different version of you that you're like oh this is weird a little bit like it is like it I feel like any kind of big transition in your life can like carry a little bit of loneliness with it Mm -hmm. because you are like get re getting to know even a version of yourself you're like oh i've never been this mm-hmm. version of myself yet and so it's yeah. like kind of weird yeah i think like the biggest um help if i have felt that like felt lonely or felt like i'm in a new place and i don't know what the heck i'm doing is like if i can find just one person that is in the same place as me that is like that seems to just get me out of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's like one of the m- most important values that we have as like even just a podcast is like talking about these things so that even if one person listening like can relate to something that we talk about or maybe a guest that we bring on something that they talk about, like it just immediately gets me out of that place where Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my gosh like they totally get where I'm coming from and it's so powerful having that community and I I think I've and I'm sort of just like processing this in real time and I guess I can sort of relate in I mean I hate to like bring this up because it's just sad (laughs) but miscarrying it's like I it's almost like a version of me was um, like I was becoming the, like mom Natalie and I so like a, a desperately loved that version of me mm. and it felt so healing that I had like it, it was like I felt like that was who I meant to be mm-hmm. like I felt oh my gosh like th- I feel, feel so much purpose in this and then it was like taken out of my hands and that was I think the most lonely I felt is I am the only person feeling this way or like so talking to other people who have like experienced miscarriage or whatever it just sort of helped me like okay I'm not the only person they Mm -hmm. they understand me you know but I've felt that way and like I'm the only person going through this and I don't quite know how to like get on the other side. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of seems like thinking about situations where I felt that way. It kind of seems like uh, being uncomfortable and feeling lonely kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Like even in situations where it's like maybe you're starting a new job and you're like the new person and Mm -hmm. you're a little bit uncomfortable and there's like a sense of loneliness there because you're kind of just in your brain with your thoughts Mm -hmm, and it's like same like literally kind of same with like any situation I can think of it's like you have these uncomfortable thoughts and it 
I don't know. It really is a scheme of the devil because yeah. he mm-hmm. wants to isolate us. And I feel like having those thoughts, you just kind of like go inward a little For bit, sure. you know, and it's like, you want to like keep, we don't just all go around. Like if you're feeling uncomfortable, you don't go around and be like, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. You no, know, you try to like hide or you run hide or you play it off or mm-hmm. you keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's, and you don't, you don't also get to just like go around being like, if you didn't get invited to something because like, say you don't have kids or you don't in a relationship, you don't tell all those people, like, right. I'm mad you didn't invite me because I'm single. Yeah. You, know? yeah. <laughs> like, you have no friends. <laughs> yes. It's like, you kind of just have to like live with it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that in itself, I feel like is something that can like make you feel like isolated and lonely. Mm-hmm. Is, is something that's helpful, like, um, just like feelings of like, say in a, that scenario, like I'm not invited to this because there's like a play date or I'm not invited to this because they're married or whatever. And instead of like automatically going to a place of like it being, I don't want to say this wrong, but like almost like a self-pity thing. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like turning it around and like having positive self-talk, like praying through or talking yourself through like, okay, it's not, it's nothing wrong with me. Like it's not personal. It's like, it's this, you know, they're in a different stage of life and like kind of, it's almost like, a stage of grief too where it's like you have to like accept it yeah mm-hmm. it's like you have to like get to the place where you're like i'm accepting where i'm at and i have to like be thankful for where i'm at and like just accept this is my spot right now yes i think it can be hard too because like when it comes to your friends like we all dream of like having or getting pregnant all at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah or you dream of double dating with your you know like when you're single you guys oh my gosh when we have boyfriends we're gonna do this and that or when we get married we can go on trips out of town together and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and you never like account for the fact that like not everybody's life is on the same timeline and like some of your friends are gonna get married and or get pregnant before you right when that's what you really want to at mm-hmm. the same time as them. And so I think that gets hard too because you're so happy for your friends. But like you said, like you kind of pity yourself and it's easy to feel like it's not fair. You know, like you feel left out be- and left behind. And I just, I remember like it was in a sermon or something. Oh, I think it was in a little Jesus calling thing like years ago. Oh, yeah. That, um, it said something of like self-pity is like literally destruction to yeah. you. Like it, I don't remember the verbiage, but it's so harmful to you. And it was saying like, you can't allow yourself to throw yourself pity parties, which that's like one of the most natural things that we can do. Oh, I think. absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like that really called it out in my mind. And I was like, Oh, I can't just sit here and like feel as bad for myself as I want. Like that's not positive and it's not, 
not only is it not going to help me, but it's actually harming me too. Yeah. And it causes you to be selfish and like just miserable, you know, like pity is like a hole that you can get stuck in. Yeah. And I also feel like it leads to resentment towards mm-hmm. people around mm-hmm. you that maybe like you're, you know, whatever, if that friend got pregnant or got into a relationship and that's what you want, whatever yeah. it is, you know, you can grow to be resentful towards those things and for I sure mm-hmm. it's just yeah it is like it's like a snowball totally and it happens so fast oh yeah so fast in your mind yes like it can just go mm-hmm. oh yeah and i was just so used to pitying myself that i never like knew that it was wrong mm-hmm. and then when like i was told you know that it was wrong in that little devotional i was like oh my gosh like it makes so much sense but i just had never thought twice about it before right and nobody like when you are pitying yourself, that's probably the worst version of you. Because it's like a kid throwing a fit almost like, yeah, oh, it's not fair. Like, right. I deserve this. Like, we don't deserve anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I just feel like pity version of you is like the worst version anyways. Yeah. Yeah, is I agree. It, is it also helpful to know that literally I think everyone feels this in some capacity like every day or like. Yes. In like where in whatever season you're in, like. I think you, everyone feels this way. Mm-hmm. Like I even currently feel this way. Maybe not like super lonely, but you know, like my job, like wanting to not work anymore. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, just feeling like what's my next step? Right. Like I'm not super fulfilled where I'm at. Like what do I do next? And just sort of feeling lost on what to do. And like, just like, okay, Lord, like, I'm just trusting you, like, with, like, where I'm at, I really don't know what my next step is, or, like, if this is something I actually like to do, or is this something that maybe I kind of just fell into for whatever reason, and, and you know, I just kind of go back and forth, so I, I think everyone, like, in some capacity just feels like, what the heck am I doing, mm-hmm. and, like, we're all just winging it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? I feel like something that is helpful to me too is like reminding myself of the times that I had felt this way before. Like mm. when I was single and I wanted to be in a relationship. And then when I was in a relationship, I wanted to be engaged. And right. then mm-hmm. when I got married, I wanted to have a baby. And now I have my baby and I'm still feeling this way. Right. But like knowing that I've always come out of it like on the other side you know and that like the lord is faithful to like provide for us and he like wants us to live an abundant life and he is like there with us like walking through these seasons i feel like that's something like that's kind of the realization i came to this morning like when i was praying about it is that like you've been here before Mm. and it's like these feelings are like very fleeting like it does not like identify you in any kind of way like you're not going to be like this forever you're not going to be in like this postpartum sleep deprived Mm. like early motherhood stage forever like one day your kid's going to be like in high school right right and it's like that's going to be like such a thing of the past so I feel like that's something that kind of helps me a lot too is just to like remember of times in the past like when I got through it and it's like 
it's crazy because like I can think of a time for like all of us like when we were like wanting to be married and it's just like oh it feels forever like forever ago Mm -hmm. forever away and now we're literally all married Mm -hmm. it's just a trip it is a trip it is a trip it really like does not last like pain really what's that song pain what's that old christian song Something mm. in the morning. Joy comes in oh, the morning. Yeah, like oh, pain. there may be pain in the night. Yes. But joy comes in it's the morning. It's like it I mean, that song, I don't know. It just it like it just goes fast. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. there's pain for a second, but like there's joy in the morning. It's and like, I've also heard like that um I heard someone say like because that's a verse in Psalms, I think, that joy comes in the morning. And it's spelled like M-O-R-N-I-N-G. But she was saying how joy also comes in the morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And it's like mm. how like on the other side of your grief, there is joy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. Which I think in the Bible, that's what morning M-O-R-N-I-N-G is like symbolic of a lot of the times. For sure. Um, But I feel like sometimes it is all it's like. It, I don't know, it brings a little bit of productiveness to your sadness. Does mm-hmm. that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. So that's something I feel like I think of too. I'm like, you're going to like get through this and you're going to learn something and you're going to be a different, better person because of it. Totally. Absolutely. I feel like one of the things that God is like teaching me this year and it kind of like I might have mentioned it in our New Year's episode, but just being like content where I'm at. Yeah. Because I feel the same way. It's like, okay, I got in a relationship and then I wanted to be engaged. Then I got engaged. I was dying to be married. (laughs) And now we're married and I'm like, okay, we got to buy a house. And it's like, no, like there's this like progression of steps that we all like think we need to follow. Yeah. And like we just literally can't afford to buy a house right now. And I feel like God is like, you need to like relax and be content with what you have. Like I used to feel so kind of frantic about like, how are we going to buy a house? Like this market is crazy. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do it and blah, 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 all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, we literally have extra room at our house that we live at right now. We could live there for years if we needed to. For sure. Like it's just, it's more of a like cosmetic thing that I'm like, no, I want my house and I want a backyard so I can have parties and like, I want, you know, like all this stuff. But I've like been trying to remind myself like, no, you have everything that you need. Like you don't, you know, but that's like naturally our mind's progression is to be like, the next milestone, the next milestone. Like now I got to get pregnant. Now I got to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And like, it doesn't help that people are always asking you about the next step too. Yes. And so it's like on everybody's mind, but yeah, I feel like I'm, that's what I'm trying to learn. And God is trying to teach me. It's to like be content with what I have because eventually like I've heard people talk about this before, but like we're like young and kind of in like the prime of our lives right now. And like eventually the milestones kind of run out. Yeah. Like what do you do? Like, okay, you have your kids, they have their birthdays, they go to kindergarten and then it's like not really a big deal until they go go to high school and then they graduate high school, they go to college, you retire, there's nothing else really to do. Like obviously you can totally have still a fulfilling life, but if we're going just based off of like hitting milestones, 
you're gonna run out of them and then what are you gonna like and then are you gonna be depressed in the dirt and then yeah you're dead <laughs> and yeah. it's funny too because it's like 95 percent of america can't afford to buy a house right now yeah oh Who literally could? i couldn't Who afford to go could? buy a house right now me either like i'm confused <laughs> and it's like but it feels so singular when you're mm-hmm. in it yes and totally uh, it's i don't know it's just funny how that is mm-hmm. yeah we like really put the microscope on ourselves yes, yes. it's dang it's like dangerous it's like to be so inward can can lead to sin quite that, frankly mm-hmm. you've like taken the words out of my mouth like five times this podcast <laughs> Thank you, like, Lord. The, the exact words i've been to say like but yes that's exactly what was going through my mind like when we are so inward it really is like destructive so destructive and like it boils down to you're looking to yourself to fulfill yourself mm-hmm. and that's a sin like yeah. it's not gonna work either yeah so. or comparing to others or mm-hmm. you know whatever but it just seems like, as I'm just like thinking about this, like you like being more content. Because I really think that God has a plan for our lives. He has the the perfect house for you. Eventually, He has. You, he knows our baby's names. Mm. Like He He has that person for you picked out. He like He knows, and it's just like. I really feel like us just wanting to get to the next thing. It's almost just like, like the Lord is like saying, just like slow down, mm-hmm. like just let me handle it. And you just like live for me, love me and love other people really yeah. well. And like, that is, that's what you're supposed to do. And even I think about the verse that says, um, what's the verse? It's like, your, your word is a light into my path. Mm. And I think about like a light onto my path, like, okay, I ha- I'm holding a light, like it's not very far in front of me, like I can't quite see that far ahead, but it's in front of me and I can see like the next step. Mm-hmm. And like, as I'm following you, Lord, like, as I'm reading your word, as I'm spending time with you, like it's illuminating my path forward. It's like a little bit at a time I can see in front of me, but like, I don't see the full path, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I can just see the first few steps. Yeah. And I don't have to like worry about all these milestones I'm supposed to like, you know, hit because of societal like pressure or like whatever. But like the Lord says, like, follow me and like, it'll be okay. Like you'll just like naturally hit these milestones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like we said last week, like it's not up to us to go and find your husband. That's what we were talking about last week. Yeah. But like same with anything, like, I mean, we play a part for sure, but like ultimately God has a plan and like we just trust him. Like it's not fully up to you to hit every milestone in your life or to like make yourself feel secure yeah, and fulfilled have it all and everything. figured out mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think contentment is definitely like a cure kind of like, yes. even like today I was so I don't know. The Lord was just really speaking to me this morning. I was driving to work and there's like downtown, there's like a, like an abandoned building. It like used to be a furniture store or something. And the police were there kicking the homeless out. Mm. And 
there was a man outside like literally rolling up a piece of cardboard because that's where he had been like sleeping and laying and like tucking it under his arm and like grabbing his like very few belongings and just like walking away and it's like my soul like broke in that moment like I was just crushed for this man because it's like and who knows a lot of homeless people choose to live that way but it's like regardless it's still sad no matter what it's still sad and then to see like this one little tiny part of the sidewalk that he claimed right and then here's like the police like which I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong like you know but it's just that's how it is yeah but it's just to see him like roll up his piece of cardboard just like it crushed me because I was like wow like I have like Mm. I have so much right so 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 much and I'm like I have like a home and a husband and a beautiful daughter and I have food in my fridge and my power is on and I I don't know I was just like really humbled in that moment because like I felt like because that morning I had been praying and just was like just kind of like at a loss for words with God. Like, I don't know if you guys have, if I'm like, feel like we've all been there where you're just like, I feel unwell inside. And but like, I, you don't even know what to say. And I don't know what yeah. to say. And I don't know how to verbalize that. I like, don't know what to ask for. And I, I like wrote that. I was like, Lord, I'm at a loss for words right now. And, um, and I don't know. I just feel like I, the Lord like really humbled me like in that moment. Not that I'm think I'm wrong for feeling how I feel at all. For sure. But, like just brought like, it into perspective for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't know. I did. And so I did, I think I did feel like more content in that moment. Like seeing that man, I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, like take a step back, mm-hmm. like take the microscope off yourself for sure. And like, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. But I feel like, I don't know. We, wanted to talk about relationships a little bit too. I do think that is being single and waiting for a boyfriend or also being engaged and waiting to get married or no, sorry, being in a relationship and waiting to get married, married. I think those were by far the most difficult seasons of like loneliness mm-hmm. that I was in. Yeah. Cause it's all, it's like, a little bit of like physical loneliness too like yes there's of course loneliness loneliness in every new season but that you're like actually kind of lonely by like the other definition yes yeah and oh my gosh I remember just being like I would always think like especially when people around you are dating and stuff I would just be like, what is wrong with me? Like, there has got to be something wrong. Like, you cannot convince me that there isn't. But there isn't. But you just like, like we were saying, like being isolated, that is such a bad place to be in your mind because you're like pitying yourself. And so then I feel like when you're pitying yourself, you're extra like quick to believe any negative thought you have because you're like, you're digging your hole already. So if the devil's like, yeah, you must be ugly or something, you're like, yep, nobody <laughs> wants to date me. Like, you know, mm. you just kind of agree with these lies that aren't yeah. true, but it's because you, you've you like decided to err on the negative. Right. And focus on the negative. So I, like you're more quick to believe negative thoughts. Yeah. And it escalates so fast. And mm-hmm. I do feel like when you're, I don't know, I guess like being married, like I just run everything by Gennaro. 
And like you said, when you're alone, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It you know, it's like you don't have a companion or something mm-hmm. to like, yeah. And I know it's so annoying to hear, but people are always like, it'll happen when you least expect it. And I always thought like, I am always expecting it. Like how, <laughs> how is that ever going to happen to me? But it really did happen to I'm me. I'm always expecting it. <laughs> I'm always looking. It really did happen to me in a season where I was like, for once in my life, not looking. Yeah. <laughs> like content with where you You're were like at. For like the three days. Yeah, <laughs> literally for like a month, like one month. I was like, no. I'm chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and then bam. Bam. That's hilarious. And I don't think it's like that you have to get your mind off of it. Because then I would try to like trick myself. Like, I don't want a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like, to- like talking to yourself like to the Lord. Like, Lord, I don't, I don't even want to date anyone. I actually yeah. really love being single. <laughs> yeah. So don't send me anybody. Lord, don't so do it. I, I don't even know how it happens. But like, don't worry. You don't have to try to make it happen. Like, just, I don't know. Yes. You, 1,000%. You know, I was, this is a big can of worms. But... I'm like talking about relationships. I am just thinking about maybe the girls who are dating somebody or married to somebody. Let's start with dating. Dating somebody who maybe isn't like their, maybe who they should be with. Yeah. Maybe feeling lonely like, dating somebody that you know isn't good for you or dating somebody that isn't treating you the way you should be treated. And I've I've felt that loneliness, like dating somebody who I knew in the bottom of my, like with all my heart was not the right person that God had for me mm-hmm. and fighting it, but also just like afraid of the other side of that and feeling, but still feeling like lonely in the relationship because they were not serving the Lord like I wanted. And even in marriage, maybe you're married and your spouse is not serving the Lord right now. And the lo- like the weight of loneliness in that. Mm-hmm. I think it's different when you're dating and when you're married. Oh, for sure. Like, like when you're dating and you feel lonely because maybe you know it's like not the right relationship for you. Yeah. So you feel lonely in your relationship. But then I think you're afraid to break up because you don't want to be lonely. Yeah. Like like you're afraid just of loneliness straight up. too. Yeah. yeah. And like then you have to start over and everything. But like if you truly know that it's not right for you, First, it's so much easier to break it off now. Yeah, save yourself. Save than go yourself. through with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason if you know it's wrong to push yourself through. Yeah, literally. If you need a sign, this is your sign. Yeah. <laughs> break up with his tail. <laughs> but, yeah. And then I think if you're in a marriage where, like... I know that's a really deep... Like, that is a very deep and, like... Wow, what a topic a I brought unpack. up. <laughs> but just like that, maybe loneliness. Yeah, it's a real situation. You know? Yeah, and I think it happens. Like people, you know, go through different phases in their relationship with God where maybe you're not on it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, right, as for much. Sure. But I think as a wife, like, 
it's your job to just pray for them. Yes. Like, I don't think it's your job to nag them and be like, you need to be reading your Bible. You need to be praying. Yeah. Like, I don't think that will help any. And I don't think it's necessarily your role. And, you know, obviously there's times where you need to call them out. Like, you're each other's partner. So, and if you share the same beliefs, like, you can hold each other accountable. But I think, like, as a Christian wife if you want your husband to be like in his word more or if you want him to be praying more or something like you need to be praying for him. And I also saw this video once where it was like, if you want your husband to read his Bible more, you need to read your Bible more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, for sure. that's so true. Like they will see it and naturally like kind of follow. And I feel like I agree with you 100%. I feel like Janara and I actually went through like a season like in our marriage where he didn't like fall away from the Lord or anything, but I was definitely like the spiritual leader at the time. Hmm. And I remember asking him like, come read your Bible with me or like, let's pray or like, let's go to this worship night. And I remember like getting resistance, Mm -hmm. but like the Lord told me like, shut up, Mm -hmm. shut your mouth. And like that, that asking him, trying to trick him into it, begging him, telling him right. this is what I want you to do is going to get nowhere with mm-hmm. him. And I almost feel like there is like a thing with men where they become resistant when you start to like nag at them. Yeah, for sure. I remember in a firsthand. <laughs> I want to say it's in Proverbs. The nagging yes, wife. Yes, about a nagging oh. wife. Yes, and I, I, I don't want to butcher this, but I'm pretty sure I read a verse where it was like, it's better to sleep on the roof alone than to live with a nagging wife. <laughs> yeah. Or and the one like, about like the tin roof, like it's more annoying than like a tin roof. And oh, maybe that's what something. I'm thinking of. I don't remember what it was, but about it was water extreme. Dripping. There's yes. a couple. There's, yeah, there's more than one. There's a couple that are like, say like the same thing. Yes. Conviction. Yep. I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Don't shut nag. up. Yes. Yeah. You do. want God, like if you want to change, just c- talk to God. Like yeah. uh-huh. take it up with God. Don't, you know. Yeah. Which is what I think like, th- I think like the Lord has called us to be, but that is a very hard situation and not just hard but it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. like it it it's sad and i oh feel yeah like you're kind of like mourning for your spouse and it's like you want something and you're if you're concerned for their salvation like it's horrifying oh them, yeah, yeah you yeah. know but there is that one verse in corinthians that talks about if your wife is serving basically if your wife is serving the lord and you are not as the husband like your wife makes you holy mm. and like even that thing where it's like you can sort of you know rest maybe knowing that i mean i don't know what that verse i haven't really studied that one too much but it almost is like alluding to like your faith it's like covering your spouses yeah wow and truly a praying wife Oh my God. Yields so much power. Oh. It's actually, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. Insane. I feel like that's really like a big part of our purpose as yes, a wife. 100%. I and I even was, I think this was a while ago when I talked about like the Lord convicting me about like having a baby, like I wasn't praying for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like, I, I vividly remember the Lord saying, open your mouth and yeah. pray. Like 
you have got to pray for what, like instead of complaining or feeling sad or like whatever, like open your mouth and ask me for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I was with it. Like when I was single, I would get the same conviction. Like you don't even pray for a husband. Yeah. Like, cause there'd be people like, I pray for my husband every day, my future husband every day. I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that if I want one so bad. <laughs> you know, it's like, that is, yeah. The prayer of a righteous person avails much. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. So moral of the story, the Lord is good. Yep. And he will come out on the other side of the lonely feelings. Mm -hmm. But if you're out there and you're feeling lonely, I see you. I feel you. I relate to you in this very moment. So Mm -hmm. this is good. Yes, we've all been there and we'll all be there again, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll all be there. And we're praying for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. I pray over these podcasts. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And hopefully you are listening, like the people who need this will hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, girls, for s- listening to our hearts. We hope that this was encouraging to you and that you don't feel alone and that you feel like somebody else can relate to you. Don't forget to like our, you know, go on our Instagram, follow us on Instagram at literally same podcast and give us a review five stars. Okay. No less than five and (laughs) leave us, leave us a review if if you love us. And thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a wonderful day wherever you're at. Maybe wonderful night. And on that note, literally literally same.